0: Week one, we learned that God was there in the beginning. He was holy and good. There was an angel named Lucifer. He led a rebellion that took one-third of the angels uh, with him uh, because he was jealous of the glory that God was receiving from his creation. He took... uh, God took Lucifer, cast him down to the earth, which was still formless at the time, um, renamed him Satan, which means adversary. Okay? Uh, Week two, we learned about the first humans, Adam and Eve, and that God said... He, he's he's created the earth, He's created the stars, the heavens, all that stuff. But then He says, let us create uh, man in our image. And we were created, we being humans, were created to have perfect relationship with God. Week three, we learned about the fall. We found out that Satan uh, came to Eve in the form of a serpent, twisted God's truth around, tricked her in believing that she could eat from the tree that God said not to eat from. Adam and Eve did eat and then they uh, immediately felt shame. Okay? For the first time ever. And this is where the separation came from. Um, We learned that even in that, that God pursued them, provided them clothes uh, to cover themselves, and he cast them out of the garden. Week four, we learned about the flood. The generations had passed living in separation in rebellion, and God finally had had enough. And he decided to start over. So he found one man, Noah, and told him to build an ark, which he did. He loaded his whole family and two of every animal on the ark and then the rains came. The waters killed everything on the earth with the exception of those in the boat. And the, when the rains quit and the waters receded, Noah and his family got out of the ark and God placed a rainbow in the sky as a sign that he would never flood the earth again like that. Week five, we learned about the promise. Years had passed since, no, and, and Noah's descendants had literally forgotten about the deliverance through the flood and how God had saved them. And they they, they started worshiping other things and creating idols for themselves. They even started building uh, a tower, a monument to reach the heavens so that they could be like God. And then God gave them uh, all different languages. So they became confused and couldn't work to to that end. Uh, And then they scattered. Um, And then God came to Abram. And he made a new new covenant with him, a promise. And said, you'll be the father of many nations. And he changed his name to Abraham. When he was 100 years old, he and his wife, who had previously been barren, uh, and they had tried other things uh, to conceive children. Um, They had a baby boy together named Isaac. God had blessed him with Isaac. Um, This birth was the beginning of God's fulfillment of the promise that he made to Abraham, the father of many nations, which is what Abraham means. Um, And God desired the Hebrews to be a new kind of people to show the world what it means to live God's way. Week 6, last week we learned about the exchange. We learned uh, that the Hebrews as part of the covenant made with God made sacrifices as payment in exchange uh, of the blood of animals uh, for the forgiveness of their own sins. And God came to Abraham and told him to take Isaac up to an altar and kill him as a sacrifice. Abraham took Isaac, who was a young inquisitive boy, up to the mountain, up to the altar. And Isaac asked, Daddy, where's where's the lamb? And we learned that Abraham's faith, uh, we learned about his faith as he told Isaac God would provide a suitable sacrifice. And after tying up Isaac, and he's about to kill him, God said, don't harm the boy. And uh, now, that I, now I know that you trust me, for you have not withheld what you love the most. And I will bless you and bless people through you. Abraham then turned around and found a, uh, a lamb and kind of tangled up in the bushes and sacrificed the lamb instead. So then there's kind of this bridge story that that kind of ties the two together. Years later, Isaac had a son named Jacob, whose name has been changed to Israel, which means struggler with God. The Hebrews would then be called Israelites. Israel had 12 sons. One named Joseph ended up in Egypt and invited his whole family to live there uh, with him to escape the horrible famine. After Joseph's death, Pharaoh the king enslaved the people of Israel, and they remained as such for 400 years. Now to the story, and we'll, we'll jump into the questions. Now keep in mind, this, this is coming out of... I think I, I listed the in your bulletin. There's, there's the scripture that this, is deri- this story is derived from. Genesis 37 through 50. For a little light reading, you can jump into Genesis, read this. Exodus 1 and 2, 7 and 12, and 19 and 20. So that's where the story came from. Please, please, please uh, go to the scriptures and read those yourself. But here's the story. God inspired a man named Moses to rescue the Israelites from slavery. He sent Moses to warn Pharaoh that terrible things would happen to the Egyptians if they didn't release God's people. Pharaoh was arrogant and didn't listen. So God sent a series of horrible plagues to punish the Egyptians. But the plagues did not affect the Israelites. God turned water into blood, filled the nation with frogs, gnats, and flies, killed livestock, covered people in boils, destroyed the land with hail and locusts, and brought a great darkness over the land. In spite of these horrific events, Pharaoh would not let the Israelites go, so God sent one more plague, a plague that would take the life of every firstborn person and animal in Egypt. But God provided a way for the firstborn of Israel to be spared. He instructed them to take the firstborn male lamb without defect and sacrifice it to him without breaking any of its bones. Then they were to take the blood from the lamb and put it on the doorposts of their home. So the people of Israel did what God had told them. At midnight, God came through Egypt, taking the life of the firstborn, but passing over the homes that had the blood on the doorpost. The Egyptians wept over the tragedy and begged the Israelites to leave, le- uh, releasing them from their slavery. And now Israel, a large nation of over two million people, set out to return to the promised land. But Pharaoh wanted revenge. He sent his armies after Israel to catch them and kill them. And when the Israelites approached the Red Sea, they thought they were trapped by the waters and would be caught by the Egyptians. But God split the waters so that the Israelites could cross the river on dry ground. When Pharaoh's army tried to cross behind them, God brought a huge wind that blew the waters back over them, and the Egyptian army was completely wiped out. The Israelites became nomads, wandering the desert for 40 years trying to get to the Promised Land. As they were traveling, God called Moses into his presence on top of the mountain, on top of the mountain, and God gave Moses instructions on how the people... ...could return to following his way of living. The Bible calls these instructions the Ten Commandments, which were God's rules for life. Love God, listen to him, and respect him. Don't worship other things. Take time for rest. Honor your parents. Don't murder or steal or lie. Live purely and be satisfied with what God gives you. But the people did not want to live within God's boundaries and rebelled again, calling these instructions a new kind of slavery. Even those who tried to obey these rules found that they could not keep them perfectly. Because God is perfect and good, He would not uh, overlook their sins and His his punishment was death. A life must be given to pay for each person's disobedience, but God's love for His people. But God loved His people, so He provided a way for them to substitute the life of an innocent animal in place of their own. People would bring animals to God, asking Him to transfer their sins to the helpless animal. The animal was killed and its blood was given in place of the guilty person. The system, this system of sacrifice continued for hundreds of years. Sacrifices for sin had to be given day after day, year after year. And God accepted this, but only as a symbol of what was to come. He was preparing a final sacrifice that would pay for the world's sins once and for all. Okay? Story. That was the story. All right, so um, remember, this this is a dialogue. This isn't a quiz. You're not going to be graded on yes or no, but let's just talk about this story and anything that we've we've heard previously in the prior stories. Okay, so what does this story uh, specifically tell us about uh, God? This is where you answer. He's what? He's faithful to His people. Okay. That's good. That he's just. How so? Okay. Okay. That there's, there's sin, but because of God's justness, there has to be a sacrifice. Okay. What else? He's what? How do you mean? Okay. 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 Uh, okay. He tells us how he tells us how to live our life through these Ten Commandments, and they're pretty good rules. I mean, I, I think they're uh, whether you're whether you're yeah they're tried and true. Whether you are a uh, uh, Christ follower or not, this is these are good rules to live by. I mean, for our own benefit and for the benefit of others, right? What else? What else we learn about God? He is merciful. Yes. How so? How was he merciful in this story? Right, he allowed them to be forgiven through this through the sacrifice that was made, right? What else? Right, right. So he prov- provided a way for the Israelites to uh, to not fall under the judgment, to not fall under the plagues. And you're, what you're saying is that that probably that info probably got out to the, some of the Egyptians, and they just kind of poo-pooed it or whatever. Okay, ignored or poo-pooed, yeah, either one, <laughs> either or. Some people say ignored. Uh what else? What do we learn? God's not like us. I mean he does stuff that's kinda of hard to understand. Like he hardened Pharaoh's heart. I and mean, if you wrote this story we, you know, that seems like not something we would choose to do. So mm. like, he's beyond that. His ways His are ways not our ways. ways. Yeah, that's good. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. What else? Right. Yeah. What does that? What does that tell you? I mean, she she said that, and this is a good point. uh, She took the 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 Israelites came to Egypt to avoid famine that would have killed them uh, most likely. Um, But once there, they were enslaved for four hundred years. Does that kind of give you some insight into maybe God's timing also? I mean a thousand years is but a day. So what else does it tell you? How so? Well, everything They still Okay. Right. What else I like the whole thing that he's, communicating. he's communicating he's talking he's talking to Moses here he talked to Abraham before did we talk about I mean last week was a great week when we talked about Abraham and, and, and Isaac and and how God was faithful to his promise through Abraham and then, and then Abraham took Isaac to sacrifice him and and God and Abraham just knew that. I mean, I, I had to. You had to figure that Abraham knew that even if I. He promised a line through Isaac. Even if I kill him, God will raise him from the dead. Or even if I try to kill him, God will stop me somehow. So there's there's this promise that that God's given, and He's given uh, to the people through Abraham. And He keeps His promises. All right. So how were the Israelites to avoid? The death of their firstborn. I think I heard it like three or four times. What was it? The blood of the yes. So they, they had their first Passover. This was the, the first time they took they took lambs, they 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 for the, for your family, you were to kill a lamb, take the blood, put it on your doorpost, the top and the two sides. And then I read when you read the, the scriptures, it talks about the I mean the party that you're to have. You're you know you're supposed to uh, grill or I think grill, take it out to the smoker, and uh, not to boil it, not to eat it raw, but to you know take it out and barbecue it, and then share it with everybody. But then eat it quickly and don't have leftovers. And if you do, throw it to the fire. There's some really cool things that God just is specific in His instruction. Not only on the doorpost, but what to do with the lamb as you eat it. And he's very specific in this instance. So that's right. They were to kill a lamb and put the blood on the doorpost. And then he also said, go inside when he was talking about the barbecue. Go inside and eat it. Don't come out. Stay inside. At midnight, uh, the angel of death is going to come through and is going to take the firstborn. What other places do we see, and these are some of the other stories that we've read, what are, what are some of the other places that we've seen uh, this sacrifice, this system of sacrifice? The shedding of blood to save a life of a person. Where have we seen that in the other stories that we've read? Isaac is one of them. The Garden of Eden. Yeah, how was that? Right in the Garden of Eden, God, God gave them animal skins to wear. There was a sacrifice made to cover the shame of Adam and Eve. Anywhere else after the flood? After the flood what did that look like? Do you remember? No, Abraham? When you did the with Abraham. Okay, what do you? Okay, in the covenant with Abraham. And and this was probably a pretty gruesome thing. This is probably a very bloody, time-consuming exact thing that you're to do when you cut the animal in half, lay it open, and walk between it as a sign of a covenant. Covenant is more than a promise. I mean, this is a serious, serious action. Why Why are the sacrifices of blood important? What have we learned from this story? Why are the sacrifices of blood? And I think you touched on this earlier. Anybody? Huh? Life a life is given. There's a, there's a tr- innocent life. Right. And we're talking, when, we talk, when, when God's giving the instructions on the, the lambs that were to be slain, it's supposed to be a year old without defect. So, and we learned last week that these sacrifices they're making, these are big things for, I mean, this is a, a, either a source of income or a part of their wealth. You know, this was not a thing to be taken lightly. This wasn't just a small pittance. This was a lot. So if you sacrificed your best, your best animal, without blemish, a year old, you're, you're sacrificing quite a bit. What else did we learn? What else? Why is the sacrifice of blood important? I know this is written later in the book that we haven't gotten there yet, but the wages of sin is what? Right. And without the shedding of what? There's no forgiveness of sin. Right. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. So this is uh, a thing. The life for a life is part of it. And God God requires, He's shown this again and again, that he, He's shown that... Um, he's not going to be in the presence of, of sin you know that's why that's why Lucifer was cast down that's why Adam and Eve were cast out there's got to be a sacrifice made for sin this is let me ask you a question if if God asked you to do something peculiar listen, you were sure it was God but he asked you to do something peculiar maybe not putting the blood on the tops of your doors or this side would you do it and have you done it? Nobody else suggested to do it, but I remember all the time before yeah hmm. So just yeah and, and in that you, you recognize after the fact maybe you recognize the hand of God in that and doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, i th- I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of stories. If everybody was honest with themselves, whoa, uh, we would have story after story after story. I mean, I think I think one of the things, kind of the mark of, of this church, one of the one of the the deals that uh, the hills that we die on uh, is that we're going to be a serving church. We're going to be a church that goes out and serves. Now, that takes a lot of different forms. Over a large area with a lot of different people, and a lot of times, like like you, we wrestle with that. You know, it's going to be uncomfortable. Wow, do I really want to get my life messed up in that? Am I willing to to listen to what God's saying? Am I willing to put my life uh, basically on the altar and just in that in that moment in that instant say, Yes, God, I'm willing to go where you send me, do what you're telling me. I think that's good. I like you you asked about weird stuff or specific things God has told and group, one of the guys was telling a story about uh I guess pumping gas or whatever, but he just he knew he was told, Give this guy your coat and forty bucks. And like very specific, you know, like, hmm. as in I had more than forty bucks in my wallet. I like this coat, <laughs> you know, but it was a very specific thing on a cold night this, like brands deal with the boots. Right. Right. You know, Abraham had some stuff to go on when he's taking Isaac up because he got it done before and he confesses that he learned how to make a sacrifice. And so this practice of learning to trust. Yeah, there's that's a great point, Jack. I think we and we talked about that last week too. Was that this was not this was not new. This sacrifice of Isaac was not a new thing uh for Abraham because he had seen God provide and he'd seen god uh deliver on promises and so uh i think that's i think that's key for all of us is you know it may be it may be for us that it is the forty dollars in a coat that's the little thing god's asking you to do it may seem big in the moment hey i don't want to give this up or you know what you know we can always rationalize that away and just say well the guy's going to go buy alcohol or you know why would i give him my coat he's you know uh, but just being obedient in the small stuff uh will will then allow God to speak into our lives a little more clearly maybe next time yeah oh sorry, yes hmm. Right. What if somebody needs another one? <laughs> no, that's not God. She was just saying it was, it was interesting to hear the voice of God as, as told her to donate a kidney, and uh, that's, that's, good. that's a good story. What's up, Juan? that's great. He just was talking about a friend he was in a uh, waiting at a bus stop and, and God kind of directed him to a guy and said, you know go say hi to this guy and he got the opportunity to do that whether. Whether he missed the bus or not, he got to go say hi to this guy and ended up being the guy died a week later. Yep. Yeah. So, that's good. You know, one, one of the things is a lot of people think, too, uh, going to the Ten Commandments, a lot of people think if I just keep the Ten Commandments, God will accept that and and me and god are good how does that work how's that how's that line up with your theology what's that you don't bargain with god well he gave us the ten commandments so if i just live by those commandments i should be good though right what's that we can't live by them where do we falter I mean, I haven't killed. I haven't killed anybody. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's see. I go down the list. I know that one. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the first one, right off the, right off the, right off the bat. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Now, who can? I mean, we can. That's tough to do. I mean, our hearts are. are Dragged in so many different areas, and uh, we create like the like the folks in the story. I mean, they they build temples and stairways to heaven and whatnot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Even if you've even if you've thought about it in your own heart, if you hate a man and you've killed him in your heart. So yeah. But that's later. You said that. So what what is a what is a covenant? We talked about that and and I think that's one of the one of the key cornerstones of the whole story and, and what is a covenant? It's a promise. Who said that? John? Oh. What kind of promise? Okay. Did y'all hear that? It's kind of the the covenant he's saying is is that uh, it's a promise that God makes. You can also have a covenant between people, but in in this instance, it's a promise that God makes. And whether it, it takes a year or a thousand years, God will be faithful to his promises, to his covenant. Right. 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 The original covenant with Abraham, I mean, he was 75 years old when God told him, You'll have a son. He was, yeah, he was kind of hanging around and time was passing. And, I mean, he's getting old. And so he tried to take things into his own hands. But eventually, God did uh, deliver on his covenant a contract or an agreement with the lord which is you can take that to the bank. That's probably pretty good. They will still that doesn't break the covenant. Huh? I'm just asking. I don't know. Anybody else know anything about covenants? Jack's saying uh, that if there's a covenant between people, that even if one person defaults or doesn't keep up there in the bargain, the, the person that the covenant person is in covenant with should uphold or will uphold their end of the covenant. Is that right? Yes? That work for you all? Well, I'm good with that. Okay. How do you think that the Israelites, what, what was the Israelites' role in this as, as part of a covenant? What, what was God's instruction to them in order, in order to keep the covenant? Don't intermarry. That's specific, yes. What else? yeah don't forget the story don't forget how i've rescued you right okay don't forget that's what that's what what about what about do you think kind of going back to jack's uh premise do you think that um God would remove His covenant with the people of Israel if they were to falter somehow? No, they did falter. Right. They did falter. What was... Specifically, though, um, as they faltered, there was kind of... It was, it was a covenant, but there was also conditions. If you do this, I will bless you. Right? Right? Right. And then the covenant, even through Sarah, it could have been for one because he twice he gave her over to the king. Right. So she could have gotten pregnant. Right. Yeah. But God, he, God was faithful in his covenants. So, like what you're saying, Jack, is is even when we falter, that God's still faithful in his end of the covenant. And we may not always receive the covering and the blessing and the the protection. And once we're outside of of His will and outside of His provision, I guess, there's always that correcting, always that trying to get us back in line kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right, yeah. Well, he was a, and and Jacob means struggler with God. I mean, he was, this was one of those, uh, the key point in last week's story. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah there was kind of that correction and it took 40 years took 40 years to wander in the desert yeah you had to i mean as a a person that was that was expectant waiting for that you know you got to be wondering when that's actually going to come to fruition so we kind of touched on that um Yeah. If it happen, we'll read. I mean, that happens to other people, probably not us. So, I mean, you know, At the, <laughs> right. Right. Did y'all hear that? He's he's talking about just the wandering, you know, the 40 years in the desert, there was, this, there was this, uh, this straying from God, this turning from rebellion, sin is rebellion, sin in the camp, and God's always bringing them back into relationship. And, and the cause of the 40 years was not because God just wanted that. He, he just, it, it, was, it was, this is where I need to get my people, you know. I need to get, I need to get them, I need to get their attention, you know and this 40 years was, was a purification. It was a, it was an obedience thing. Um, so what are God's commandments and and, and we're going to close with this. Um, what do God's commandments and laws show us about him? Commandments and laws. What do they show us about God's nature, His character? He does follow through. Right. Okay. What else does it tell us? There are repercussions to our actions. Okay. That God can use us in our weakness. like kind of like moses i mean the story we, we didn't go into it but i mean moses was not he was like god send somebody else i i stammer and i can't, I can't even talk you're going to send me to pharaoh he's well will bring your brother along yeah you know, we'll, we'll talk through aaron so god will use us in our weakness anything else we'll come back god's what Right. Yeah, I think, and I think one of the great things that the commandments do do for us is, I mean, it just points out our deficiencies. Even you know, as as hard as we want to follow after God, and as as much as we love Him, as much as they still show us that I'm just not, I'm not measuring up. I need you know the people of Israel still sacrificed day after day, year after year there was continual sacrifices what were you saying i mm. think mm. that's great did you hear that no matter if we followed god's law our the laws are there for our for us i mean they're there if we were, if we were Following them to a T. No killing, no lying, no stealing, no coveting, no any of those things. And we were honoring God and loving God and resting on the Sabbath. How much better our lives would be. You know? This is, this is God's perfect plan for us. But we still fall short. We still have to sacrifice. I think so. Right. Well, I mean it, we talk about that all the time. You know, the first four commandments are between us and God, and the last six are between us and man. You know. We have this we have this uh obligation as followers of Christ to to not only love God but love others. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, the first if you ask if you ask non believers, atheists, skeptics, whatever, if you ask them what their opinion of us is. They'll tell you we hate gays, we're hypocrites, we're judgmental. I mean we're not we're not loving each other rightly. You know I think it's what you said earlier, that like it's not when I say step, but that even if you're not a Christian, they can live how we should live, that it's just about loving one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Keep in mind, just... We're going to close, but um, just continue. I guess continue as, as you... If you've missed a week and you want to catch up, jump on the website, listen to the stories, listen to the discussion. We, we try as best we can to capture this. It's tough to, uh, but but usually there's two or three locations on the, on the website each week that, that have the discussion. It, it's important that we, we know the story. And it's not for the story's sake, but it's as we love each other, as we love um, the people God's called us to love, that we can not only participate in the story, we are participators, but also share the story. You know, Stories work as, as a form of communication. You know, when they first, when when the first early churches started meeting, they didn't have a, they didn't have a leather bound, you know, Bible that they could go to. They they shared stories with each other, and these were the stories of God. And so, just keep those in mind, um, and let's pray.